0: نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شر انفسنا من سيئات أعمالنا إنه من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وكشف الغمة وتركنا على المحجة الباباء اللهم صل وسلم آمنوا, الله. الله In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Gracious, the Merciful, I be witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah, the creator and sustainer of the heavens and the earth. And I a witness that Prophet Muhammad is his final messenger. My dear brothers, my dear sisters, if I were to tell you that ten years ago, right in this spot, right where we're worshiping right now, there was nothing but a little home with a swimming pool outside, right? And perhaps some kids play and people hanging out and watching television. What would you say? SubhanAllah brothers and sisters Hard to imagine That within three years Allah will turn this simple home On River Road right here in the city of Potomac In a plan only decreed by Allah For that home to be given away For whatever reasons That caused that family To put that thing on sale That house for sale And for Allah to steer other hearts to think of building a home for the sake of Allah Azza wa and here we are exactly 4 years later from the first time a khutbah khutbah to the Jum'ah the Jum'ah Friday prayers was delivered in this masjid. exactly 4 years later here we are with worshippers beyond your imagination prostrating to Allah Azza wa making dua gathering, forging relationships reading Qur'ans and here we are praying Jum'ah again Indeed, no response but to say, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. As we stand in awe of what Allah can accomplish. Indeed, this week is the anniversary of this masjid. Four years, brothers and sisters, since the opening of this masjid. Four years since this blessed gift of Allah that many of us might take for granted. You see, we find ourselves today doing what we do, worshipping, doing our routine. But really, do we take time out of our lives to reflect on the enormity of the gifts that Allah gives us? For me, as I reflect back, I think subhanallah, how perfect is Allah the planner? Who could have really put this together but Allah? Allah astonishes us. Only Allah could have decreed this. And the amazing thing is that Allah didn't decree this five years ago. Allah decreed for this house of Allah to be built in this spot. At that precise time was a plan put together by Allah before we were created. And even the family that presided here was steered to this location with the circumstances that came about in their lives by the decree of Allah. And for them to give up that house was a decision by Allah. And for Allah to steer all of us to come here was the decree of Allah. He's the one who opens doors. And within all of that is an evidence, sign. See, if somebody walked, and they left some footprints, you know somebody walked there. You don't need to see the individual. What you're seeing are marks of Allah's His presence, His ability to make anything happen. That He can take a seed, little tiny seed, and make it mushroom into a huge, flourishing tree with branches coming out. We see it every day. How many of us walk by a tree and say, Subhanallah, it was a little seed. And here it is, a tree that is producing fruits and shading creation. How many people eat from that tree? I want to ask you, brothers and sisters, four years ago, and I know that I was told the story that, subhanAllah, in the first juma, we're not sure how many people will come. And that literally, one of our sisters here, very dear sisters, was walking outside with a baby. And that literally people found her and said, By the way, there's a masjid here. She said, Really? There's a masjid here? Subhanallah, and she's one of the activists of this masjid now. Allah steered hearts left and right to come and gather here under His shade by His will. How many of us appreciate this? How many of us say, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alamin, Alhamdulillah, Ladi Hadana, Lihada, Alhamdulillah, glory to Allah, the generous, the guide, who steered and guided all of our hearts to this, to find His presence, to find His light. Can you imagine if this masjid wasn't here? Can you imagine how many of us would know even each other? Brothers and sisters, since the inception of this time, can you reflect on the enormity of the good that has been produced by this tree? See, Allah astonishes how much good has come out of this effort from the very inception of it with a little tiny seed. You see, Allah demonstrates His power to do wonders in our lives only if we trust in Allah and just plant our seeds. Think of how many salahs were performed in this masjid. By one individual, just one individual, whoever it is, how many salahs did they perform in this masjid? How many jima's were held in this masjid? How many sujoods, prostrations were performed for the sake of Allah with heads on the ground in this masjid in those four years? How many verses of the Quran and words of the Quran were recited? How many times did we complete it in the month of Ramadan? How many Ramadans have passed? How many du'as were made in this masjid? How many du'as were made in this masjid? Think Allah is not answering? How many tears were shed right here in the midst of the nights? For the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. How many broken hearts found this refuge and came in here and their hearts were healed? How many people find people they've never known in their lives and they've loved them? And now they're the closest of friends. How many people have come here and learned about Prophet Muhammad sallallahu and fell in love with the Qur'an? How many children are learning the Qur'an? And how many of them have memorized the Qur'an and memorized the word of Allah azza wa and how many and how many and how many enough for us to say how many hearts have come to Allah azza wa through this humble, simple effort decreed by Allah. It was Allah all along. It was Allah all along. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. You see, brothers and sisters, if Allah takes you to it, if Allah Azra brings you to something, He will see you through it. If Allah brings you to something, it's no accident. If He puts a thought in your heart to do something, He's going to bring you to it. He's going to make you witness it. He'll make sure you see it. And you see the implementation of it. But many of us stop ourselves. Who would have thought that this little seed will become this abundant tree? And every single person who has had a hand in this, every single person who donated a dollar, Every single person who participated with their sweat, with whatever it took, every person who brought their children here, has a share of that reward. For every person that is praying here, for every letter of the Quran that is recited here, rejoice. Say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil And I want to ask you, how many, do you have, how many more generations of youngsters and parents will come through this masjid way after we have left? You see, brothers and sisters, this is the same story that we witnessed in the life of Hajar alayhi salam. Simple humble goal and a hope that she had. Many of us have minuscule goals and hopes. Modest dreams. Allah takes those little tiny dreams and magnifies them. To show you His power to do the impossible. Through your hands and my hands. Through your hands and my hands. Blessed are those who are steered by the hand of Allah to do good on this earth. And to guide others to Allah. To guide others to Allah. Hajar alayhi salam was left in the desert. It wasn't Potomac, it wasn't River Road, it was in the heat of a desert, of Arabia. No one there but her child with her, and they soon run out of food, and they run out of a drink. What does she do? A broken, lonely woman whose husband has left her by the command of Allah, Ibrahim a.s. A heart that was torn for leaving his wife and his child, but it was the command of Allah. You see, on the surface of it, you think they're doomed to death. How many of us give up on things? How many of us, when the doors of life have closed up on us, we give up? We don't have that trust in Allah, who over and over shows us His power, shows us that He has your back. Allah is the protecting friend. Allah will heal hearts. Allah will bring trees out of seeds. Allah, azajal, as He saw Hajar, turning to Allah with dua. And then she started to run between Safa and Marwa, back and forth, back and forth, between Safa and Marwa, hoping for what? And this may listen to you. What was she hoping for? Tiny bit of water? Or perhaps she finds someone who can help? This was her dream. A human being that she might stumble on in the desert, because there's no one. Or perhaps a little of water, puddle of water. There, somewhere in the desert. That's what she thought was present when she was looking at the mirage from a distance. And where does Allah open the door from? From a place she least expects. Her child is crying. And what happens? Allah sends the angel Jibreel to produce a miracle. He hits with his ring under the ground, on the ground under the feet of Ismail. Ismail. And Ismail is crying. And where would the water come from? From left, right, north or south? From underneath his feet. The water starts to gush out of earth. And Haja sees it from a distance and she comes running. She sees water underneath his feet. Can you imagine the, the beating heart of a mother who just found life for her child? She was about to see her child die. She, saw, she sees the water. And she was so anxious and, and concerned about losing the water, she starts to gather the water together, saying, Zem, zam, 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 come together. That's why it's called zem Not understanding. Allah just opened the door. And when Allah opens the door, He astonishes. Don't worry, Hajar. This water is going to come out to nourish your child and nourish you and nourish billions of people until the end of time. Don't worry, it's a sign of Allah. If you trust in Allah, Allah opens doors in extraordinary ways. We witness it right here, brothers and sisters. How many hearts were steered to Allah through this humble effort? That you and I can have a hand in. What a blessing from Allah! We ask Allah, uh, Allah accept this effort, make it sincere for Your sake, such that we witness people coming to Allah through this masjid, not only during our lives, but after our lives, after we've long, we're long gone from this earth. That Allah will bring generations and generations and generations to feed from the water of this masjid. To beg to put their heads on the ground. Are you interested in that, brothers and sisters? How many of you appreciate this and say, Alhamdulillah, what a blessing to witness the gift of guidance. At a time, brothers and sisters, when faith is lost, at a time when atheism is on the high, at a time where addictions are rampant, I tell you, I deal with it with young, young people incredibly addicted to all kinds of harmful substances and drugs and alcohol, name it, it is there, it's happening. At a time when faith is being assaulted left and right, when secularism has taken hold in our communities, at a time when Allah, you know, has become kind of an uninteresting concept for people and a backward notion, we desperately need these places. You know for what? For Allah and for our hearts to come to light, to sense that faith. For Allah says, Even if you desire it and insist on it, most people will not come to faith. So it's a blessing that Allah guided us. Do you appreciate the gift of Iman in your heart? you say, Alhamdulillah, I'm amongst those, the few that Allah picked for their hearts to know Allah? For me to come to the masjid, for me to read the Qur'an. How much do we understand the capacities that Allah has given us to help others? And I want to ask you today, brothers and sisters. Most of us are interested in being guided. We're concerned about our children losing their faith, so we bring them here to learn. We're concerned for ourselves when faith declines. But I want to ask you today, how many of us are concerned not just with being guided? Allah will guide those who come to Him. Allah never shuns or turns any seeker away. Allah is called Al-Hadi, the one who steers hearts. When Allah opens a heart, none can close that heart. None. And Allah will make you witness it in his life. But how many are going a step above and saying, subhanAllah, you know, I'm always asking for miracles in my life. I'm asking for healing, for people to help me understand when I'm confused, right? For me to understand more about Allah. May Allah bless those who guide me. But how many that say, you know what? I'm not just desiring that I become myself guided, but I myself want to become someone that Allah uses to guide others. Do you understand the difference, brothers and sisters? Listen to what Prophet Muhammad said to a human being. And we have an opportunity today before tomorrow, through this masjid. When he sent Mu'ad ibn Jabal to Yemen, as an emissary, as a messenger to show people the people of Yemen the way of Allah, Right? they're concerned for bringing the people, all people on earth, to the heavens. People are lost, people are astray. They need help. Hearts are broken. They need healing. What's your job and my job? Is it just us, me and my children? Are you concerned for someone who doesn't know Allah? Are you concerned for those who are addicted, our children who don't who who, who don't have who have lost their way, or who don't know anything to begin with? Because they were never raised in those environments, they feel sorry for them, they feel concerned for them, or they shun them away. Prophet Muhammad sends Mu'ad and he says, Mu'ad, listen to these words, Mu'ad, before I leave you, because there's no instant communication. There's no Twitter and, and, and Facebook and telephone, nothing. Once he leaves, it'll be months before he hears back from him. He says, Mu'ad, wallahi, wallahi, by Allah, لان يهدي الله بك رجلا. لَكَ مِمَّا طَلُعَتْ عَلَيْهِ الشَّمْسِ Oh, Ma'af. You have an opportunity. By Allah. If Allah guides one person through you, one person, for that person to get to Allah, to learn about Allah, to be steered to Allah through you, one person, is better for you than everything that the sun had set rays on. Everything in another hadith, he says, everything in creation, everything in this world. Precious, do you understand the enormity of this? I want you to think about it. If one heart comes to learn about Allah, a heart that is broken is healed through you. One heart, one person. It could be your child, it could be a friend, it could be a neighbor, it could be a co-worker, it doesn't matter. You might not even know that they were guided through you. If one person is guided to Allah through you, it's better for you than all the palaces of Potomac and Bethesda and all of earth. All the wealth and all the banks, trillions of dollars all the possessions and the properties and the lands, all the inheritance, all the cars, all the children, everything. One person. One person. How many of us desire this? Ya Allah, don't make me among the deprived. Ya Allah, may Allah bless one person to know about you through me. For his heart or her heart to be healed through me. Ya Allah, make me a shining light. And how many of us do not understand this gift? And how many of us have participated in this masjid in the hope that our little donation, our presence, will help steer one heart? How many hearts have been steered to Allah through here, this effort? Maybe you and I have had had a hand in this. May Allah bless all of you who have supported this effort. Say Ameen. May Allah count in your scale of good deeds every heart that has been steered to Allah through this masjid. Say Ameen. And imagine the generations that are going to come here. Every prostration, you have a copy of that in your record. Every dua. Every dua. Every tear. Rejoice. Glad tidings. How many of us say, Well, I don't know much about Islam. Allah cannot talk about Islam. I don't have the knowledge to guide others. How many of us stop ourselves? See, Hajj had a little hope. And Allah magnified it. Let me tell you a story that really moved my heart, brothers and sisters. For how Allah opens hearts through your efforts, even through your silence. Through your silence, if the heart is devoted to Allah, if the heart is sincere... Allah will do wonders for you. I'll read it to you, insha'Allah. This is a story I came across, and to this day, it it moves me to tears when I read it. Because I'm concerned for myself that, Oh Allah, are we being used by you? This is a story of a nurse in England. And the story became quite popular, given its power. It's an evidence of Allah's presence. She tells her own story. And here it is. She says, My name is Cassie. I'm a uh, 23-year-old woman. I graduated as a qualified nurse this year, and this was written from a few years ago, and was given my first position as a home nurse. My patient, the first patient she had was an English gentleman in his early 80s who suffered from Alzheimer's. And those of you who are not familiar with Alzheimer's, you literally lose memory of things, so Your brain declines, and if it progresses, you have no ability to even recall yourself and who you are. And ask anybody familiar with with, with anyone who has this condition, subhanAllah, there is nothing more tragic that, I, that can afflict a human being. She, so, so she says, my first patient was an English gentleman in his early 80's who suffered from Alzheimer's. In the first meeting the patient was given his record, and from it I could see that he was a Muslim, a convert specifically. So she learned that he was a convert to Islam. I knew from this that I would need to take into account the fact that he is a Muslim, and account for that in my care for him. So she said, I tried to, you know, apparently home nurses in England, they cook for the patient and do other things other than medical care. So she says, about uh halal meat. I learned about halal meat, and I brought him, and I started cooking for him halal meat. And then she says that I, um, I did other research, and I found out that alcohol was forbidden, and pork was forbidden, so I kept those out, even though the man has suffered from advanced Alzheimer's. He had no idea. He had no idea what was being even served him. But she took enough care of him, she cared enough for him to, to pay attention to every detail. She says, my patient was in a very advanced stage of this condition, so a lot of my colleagues could not understand why I was going through such trouble to, to take care of him, even paying attention to his um, religious needs. But I understood that a person who commits to faith deserves that commitment to be respected, even though he had no clue what was happening. Anyway, after a few weeks with my patient, I began to notice some movements on him. He, started doing things that, he was doing things that she didn't understand repeatedly. At first, I thought that he was doing these movements because he's copying somebody else that he has seen. But I saw him repeating the movement at a particular time. Morning, afternoon, and evening. The movements were to raise his hands, bow, and put his head to the ground. I could not understand it. He was also repeating sentences in another another language. I couldn't figure out what the language was from his speech. Because his speech was swerved. But I knew the verses were repeated daily. Also, there was something strange. He didn't allow me to feed him with my left hand. She was left-handed. Somehow, I knew this was linked to religion, but I didn't know. One of my colleagues t- told me to, um, told me about pal, Ta- pal talk, a forum an on, online forum, as a place for debates and discussions. And I didn't know any Muslims except for my patient, so I thought it would be good to speak to someone on that forum and I asked questions about Islam. Here I asked questions regarding the repeated movements. And I was told that these were the actions of a prayer. I didn't really believe it until someone posted a link of the Islamic prayer on YouTube. I saw it and I was shocked. I was shocked. A man, pay attention to this, a man who lost all of his memory of all of his children, his occupation, his identity, who could barely eat and drink, was able to remember not only sections of the prayer, not only the actions, excuse me, of the prayer, but verses that were recited in another language. A man who lost his mind, brothers and sisters. He doesn't even know who his children are. But, and cannot even eat and drink, yet has learned these movements and repeats them daily and repeats the words that were taught to him from an earlier age. This was nothing short of incredible and I knew that this man was devout in his faith which made me want to learn more in order to care for him better. I came into pal talk into the room as often as I could to ask more questions and I was given a link to read the translation of the Quran and I listened to it. The chapter of the bee, and nahl I came across it and I read it And it gave me chills. It gave me chills. And I repeated it several times a day. I saved the recording of the Quran on my iPod and I gave it to my patient to listen to. He was smiling and crying. And in reading the translation, I could see why. I applied what I gained from PalTalk to care for my patient but gradually found myself coming to the room to find answers for myself. I never really took the time to look at my life. I never knew my father. My mother died when I was three. And my brother was raised by our grandparents, who died four years ago. So it's just the two of us now. But despite all of this, and despite this loss, I always thought I was happy and content. It was only after spending time with my patient that I felt like I was missing something. I was missing that sense of peace and tranquility that I saw in my patient. Even through his, through his suffering, he was indeed feeling it. I wanted that sense of belonging and to be a part of something that he felt, even with no one around him. I was given a list of mosques in my area by a lady on Pal Talk and went down to visit one. I watched the prayer and couldn't hold back my tears. She came into a masjid and she saw a group of people doing the very thing that that man was doing. She couldn't hold back her tears. I felt drawn to the masjid every day. And the imam and his wife would give me books and tapes and welcome any questions I had. Every question I asked at the mosque and on Palatok was answered with such clarity. It was answered with such clarity and depth that could do nothing, that I could do nothing but accept them. I had never practiced faith in my life. but always believed there was a God. I just didn't know how to worship Him. One evening I came on Pal Talk and one of, my, one of the speakers on the mic addressed me. He asked me if I had any questions, I said no. He asked if I was happy with the answers I was given, I said yes. He asked them, what was stopping you from accepting Islam? I could not answer. I went to the mosque to watch the dawn prayer, Salat al-Fajr. She's not a Muslim yet. She went to Salat al-Fajr brothers and sisters just to watch people pray. The Imam asked me afterward the same question. What's holding you back? I could not answer. I went to my patient again to tend to him. I was feeding him. And as I looked at his eyes, I just realized he was brought to me for a reason. And the only thing stopping me from accepting was fear. Not fear in the sense of something bad, but fear of accepting something good. And thinking that I was not worthy like this man. That afternoon I went to the mosque and I asked the Imam if I could say my declaration of faith. The shahada. La ilaha illallah. Muhammad Rasulullah. There is no God but Allah. Muhammad is a messenger of Allah. He helped me through it and guided me for what I would need to do next. I cannot explain the feeling that I felt when I said it. It was like someone who woke me up from sleep and he sees everything ever so more Clearly. That feeling was overwhelming. It was an overwhelming joy and pleasure and tranquility. Afterward, I wanted to tell someone about me becoming Muslim. But it wasn't my brother that I went to. It was the patient that I was serving. I went to him to share the news. He couldn't talk. He couldn't function. And before I could even say anything, before I could open my mouth... He looked at me and he cried and smiled. Smiled at me. She said the shahara. He was all smiles. I broke down in front of him in tears. I owe him so much. I owe him so much. Afterward, I went back to pal talk, to the group that was helping me, and I took the shahara in front of them, saying, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. I went back to serve this man that I owe so much to. Few days of serving him, one week exactly. Later... Just me and him, he died in my arms while I was feeding him. There was no one around him but me. And then she said, إِنَّا wa inna ilayhi raji'un." To Allah we belong and to Allah we return a week later, brothers and sisters. She says he was everything to me. He was like a father I never had. I loved him for the sake of Allah. He is the man that Allah sent for me to discover Allah Azza wa and to discover faith. I pray to him night and day. That Allah blesses him with his mercy. I ask Allah that he puts him in Jannah. I ask Allah Azza to surround him with his care. I pray to him every day and I indeed love him for the sake of Allah Azza I wish I can be an Adam's weight of the Muslim that he was. I wish I can be an Adam's weight of the Muslim that he was. Amazingly, brothers and sisters, this was a 23-year-old lady, you know, young lady. In 2010, she passed away. She passed away. And before she passed away, she made dawa to her brother, who by the way said she said he wasn't happy with me becoming a Muslim, but she, she supported me nonetheless she called him to Allah and he became Muslim before she died. May Allah make us among those that are used by the hands of Allah to steer others to his faith. My dear brothers and sisters, this is a powerful story because it illustrates, before anything else. That it is not through your words, it is not through your knowledge and how much Quran you can recite that hearts will come to Allah. This man was silently calling to Allah. He didn't even know his own family, he didn't know who he was. Yet he was sincere enough in his heart that movements that he did out of devotion to Allah sealed the heart of a woman who helped others come to Allah in her life at a young age. A woman who, had, who didn't question anything in her life. She was just living. Yet a simple interaction from a sincere heart to Allah of an 80-some-year-old who is so overwhelmed with sickness would open his heart through Allah's hands. And Allah blessed her brothers and sisters and blessed him and blessed her brother. And imagine all the people who are reading her story and learning about her faith. It was a simple effort of that man? Who amongst us would say that no, my efforts would have no impact on anyone? Yeah, brothers and sisters. Our... Our efforts and our work can steer people away from Allah and break their hearts. Or our efforts and presence, the gentle, compassionate presence, can heal hearts and open their hearts to Allah. How many of us dream of this that indeed Allah would steer one heart to Him to learn about Him through our presence and our efforts? For He says, وسلم, It's better for you than everything in creation. I bring us back here, brothers and sisters. Do you think about your efforts in this masjid? Do you make du'a for those who built this masjid? For the generations of people that are inshallah going to come in the future? Brothers and sisters, guidance to Allah is the ultimate gift. There is nothing like it. That's why we're here today. To find Allah, to find guidance. And Allah will never shun anyone away. For us to witness the miracles of Allah, but I would also say that maybe Allah will use us as miracles for other people. Can you imagine the dua that was made for that patient from that woman, day and night? And all those who have come to know about his story, even though they they have no idea what his name is, all of us are now thinking about him making dua for him and he's in his grave. How many people will come to make dua for you and me? Because of this masjid, because of this effort, because they've come across you in this masjid and their hearts are softened through you. Brothers and sisters, this is not a little thing. This is a big gift of Allah Azza wa Jal. I want you to imagine with me Imagine us not today, not just four years later after the inception of this masjid, but I wanted to imagine with me next year, five years from now, ten years from now, forty, fifty years from now, when most of us adults are not even on this earth, maybe our children are the caretakers of this masjid. Ameen. Right? And then hundred years later, our children are not even here. Hundred years later, who will be here? Who will be reading Salah? Who will be reading Quran? Who will be teaching, you know, past Brother Anas and... People here and people who work in this masjid, who will be here? Brothers and sisters, Ibrahim was making dua for generations of people to become Muslim after him. Rest assured, if you make the dua and you trust in Allah, Allah will make it happen. You plant your seeds, you roll up your sleeves, Allah will astonish you. And you might be gone, but your record is going, brothers and sisters, with hasanat beyond your imagination and the water of zamzam coming out through you and through me. How can we not dream? How can we not wish? Allah is looking at hearts right now to see who wishes for this. Indeed, Ibrahim, when he finished building the Kaaba, he said, What? Oh Allah, accept our humble efforts. You hear and you see, and you are knowledgeable. May Allah accept this effort. And may Allah bless everyone who participated in building this masjid. May Allah count in the record every single dua and every single sujood and every single salah that was done in this masjid. May Allah count it for all of us right now witnessing this blessing of Allah Azza wa May Allah guide our children. May Allah bring us to be a mead that will bring people closer to the heavens, closer to Allah Azza wa May Allah enlighten our hearts and souls to us. May Allah make it a beacon of light. May Allah make this masjid a beacon of light. May Allah protect this masjid. May Allah save it. May Allah make it a beacon of light for generations of people to come out of places releasing except may Allah open hearts to this masjid may Allah make us among the generous who donated to this masjid who help maintain this masjid for those maintaining the masjid are the people of Allah are the people of Allah may Allah make us among His servants may Allah accept our efforts and protect us from all harm may Allah join us in Jannah just as He joined us here as brothers and sisters praying shoulder to shoulder in Jannah al-Firdaus allahumma أمين allahumma أمين allahumma مخفر lana warhamna وتولى أمرنا وأحسن خلاصنا واختم بالباقيات الصالحات أعمالنا اللهم بارك لنا في هذا المسجد يا الله اللهم اجعله خالصا لوجهك الكريم اللهم احفظه من كل شر ومكروه اللهم انزل علينا رحمة من عندك تغننا بها عن رحمة من سواك اللهم اهدنا إلى صراطك المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين وصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وأخبر